Hello and welcome back to the official PlayStation Magazine UK podcast. I am one half of Team Benefer, Ben Tyra, and I am joined by the other half. I am Jen Simpkins, uh, and we're here to uh, talk with you about some GDC stuff that's been happening. Yeah, there's kind of one story dominating it at the moment, I think it's fair to there say. There is one story dominating it, um, and that is PSVR. So what we thought is that we'd bring you sort of a mini podcast um, and make it a bit PSVR themed. So, so we are going to do mini podcasts, aren't we, Ben? So the way we're going to be doing podcasts now, as we mentioned at the end of the last episode, is we'll be doing a podcast every fortnight, a big blow up podcast where we talk about what's in the latest mag and then a mini podcast focusing on one topic that has got the office a blazing conversation and we couldn't have timed it better with the announcement of PSVR. Yeah, funny that, funny that. It's almost like we planned it. Um, but I mean, so uh, we're recording this basically the morning after uh, the announcement at GDC, uh, which our lovely editor, Matt Peller, is uh, at at the moment. Who we'll be hearing from a little bit later yeah, into the will. show. We will. He'll have some uh, some insight into what's going on over there. Um, but uh, I mean, I was I was sat on Twitter uh, last night sort of refreshing Amazon and stuff because everyone knew right that we were going to get probably uh, a price and an announcement for VR so I was ready and and we did didn't we? we we got the info yeah so the the boring details although not so boring in this instance mm. is that PSVR will cost 349.99 for the base headset and it's not quite everything you need no it's not i mean when i when i heard that first i was like Oh, mama, that is a that's a spicy pricey, uh, shall we say? I was like, because obviously, like its competitors, the HTC Vive and the Oculus, like um, it's all looking like pretty pricey. Um, so, so they've really managed to bring the price down, or I suppose at least so we thought until kind of details started to be revealed that we don't get everything to make the VR work in the box. So, I mean, in terms of what you're gonna have, what body part you're gonna have to sell to afford a <laughs> VR console like PlayStation VR, maybe just a bit of blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a few pints, maybe. Like just enough to make you woozy, um, and and then just like have a few Lucas Aids, and you'll be fine, probably. Well, I mean, you're never fine on a Lucas Aid. Um, but then, so yeah, so we're looking at £349 for mm. the headset. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in October 2016. So you'll definitely need the PlayStation Eye camera. camera. Yeah. Move controllers will be optional for some games, although already uh, for the London Heist, mm. um, it's recommended that you I think use Dreams move- as well that's coming out is, is, is done with move controllers. And some of the other stuff I've seen, like the shooting and stuff, I believe that is probably going to be... I've seen like actual point and shoot sort of like VR demos. So I think I think they'll be a big part as well. So so with those included, I think it's probably going to come to something like £420. Well, I have come. Oh, have you done you've done the maths? With facts and figures. He's done the maths, people. Uh so the move camera at Amazon at the moment will cost you £39. Mm. And the controllers will cost you £26.99. That's brand new. If you shop around I know that last year Move controllers, so the ones with the the glowing ones, yeah, yeah, they were very cheap at game pre owned. Mm-hmm. We're talking five ninety nine. That is a bargain. Roughly around that mark. I'm so sure it was because I actually remember when I was working at game at the time, going to people like, 
these are really cheap. <laughs> I think they might become useful again one day. Yeah, it's like I've got a funny feeling maybe this tech will be used. Because it's like they're really cool. The move controllers are awesome. Like when they were actually like used in games kind of to innovate kind of how you are inputting movement. And obviously now now is is their heyday. So uh, I'm not surprised the price has already jumped up on Amazon. So what's that, 27 quid? £27 brand new. Wow. Let's be fair. Um, I think that that is from a one of Amazon's third-party retailers. Right, okay. And that's the top price. But again, as you say, it's almost a sign of how forward-thinking Sony have been mm. in terms of the Move controller. Move was what, 2010? Yeah. And then the PlayStation camera was at launch for the PS4. Mm. It feels like everything has been put in place. And maybe it is repurposing, but it certainly means that if you have got this stuff already, you are only paying 350 at launch. And I would not be surprised if we see bundles where everything comes included. And if we start seeing games being put into them. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't because it? Because the whole point of VR <laughs> is to get onto those games. Play some, in. Play some sweet, sweet games. Already, Sony have confirmed that there's going to be over 160 titles in development for PSVR. Uh, even... If some of those don't make it to launch this year, that's a lot of titles. It shows they're really committed to making sure that um, it's going to be a very well-supported platform for the next few years. And having such a diverse slate, because already we've got even smaller titles. Super Hypercube is an indie, which looks amazing. Uh, And having a puzzle game in that kind of virtual reality space would be a lot of fun. I think it will cater to a lot of audiences Mm. and it will cater to a lot of gamers who want to see something different. And this is what VR offers. Mm. And I think hopefully sort of other games are going to be transformed for VR. So we've got our editor out at GDC at the moment. Mr. Matthew Pellet is uh, Skyping in now. Uh, Matt. Tell us about what games we should be excited for come October. Um, yeah, so I was there at the conference. Um, I know before the conference, everyone was asking, why isn't it live stream? Like, this is a big deal. And yes, it is a big deal because obviously they announced the price and the date. But it's just uh, a little 15 minute chat with Andrew House to a very, very small room of people. So it would have been weird, I think, had that been posted online live because everyone's like, hey, there's like 200 people there and it's lasting 15 minutes. It wasn't a big presentation. It was just, here's the price, here's the date. It's really good. Go play it. And then we had a few hours to go try about 20 different games or experiences, um, which was great. So we, we clocked a lot of time with a lot of games and there's a lot of good stuff. Um, I guess uh, PlayStation VR Worlds is is a good place to jump in because in the past, in the mag, we've written about London Heist and The Deep. But we were always wondering, like, how are these going to be packaged? Is it going to be like a whole game for London Heist and The Getaway? The Deep, it kind of feels like a tech demo, nothing more. What's going to happen? Well, now they've announced that PlayStation VR Worlds is going to come and it's five different experiences in one. Um, You get The Deep, which is you're stuck in a shark cage uh, chucked in the water while things swim around you one of which being a shark of course um the getaway and the heist um in which you're first of all stealing a jewel uh from i think the russian mafia and you get in a first person shooter fight which is great uh, it's one of the first things i ever played on psvr back at e3 last year um so much fun ridiculous fun and i could spend like an hour describing how fun it is but to be honest like it's 
VR is such a transformative experience. It's only when you play it yourself that you can truly understand how special it feels to get a headshot in in virtual reality with your PS Move controllers, pretending that you're, you know, you're Dirty Harry. It's great, um, and that also includes the uh, the getaway chase scene, which we've talked about as well in the past in in the issues. Uh, when you're in the car and you've got bikes and vans screaming down the sides of the car and you're shooting out the tyres and blowing the gas tanks. Uh, there are a couple of other games that are also going to be packaged up in VR Worlds, uh, which we didn't get to play. Um, I think there's one called Danger Ball, um, which is a bit of a sports game. It looks a bit like Headmaster, even though it wasn't available to, to test and there was only like a little synopsis in the in the version that I played, um, there's a video out there now, I think, for PSVR Worlds, which has a little snippet of that. And the other one's called Scavenger's Odyssey, uh, which is a, a space exploration-y type game. But again, there was only like a very brief synopsis on it, so we didn't get a chance to, to try it out. Uh, but in that video that is on, I, I think it's probably on PlayStation Blog right now, um, there's little snippets of that game as well. So that's a really interesting one because it's tech demos that we've seen before being packaged up as like one whole experience and it's nice to know that these haven't gone to waste oh sorry there's the luge as well so you're um you're basically tobogganing uh down the street <laughs> almost like you know uh what was it sonic adventure on the dreamcast where he's racing down the street and there's the the, the truck behind him imagine like going down a, a steep san fran hill on a toboggan while stuff crashes around you and cars crash over you and stuff um yeah that seems like it might be quite intense to play i'm interested it, it's also an interesting one because you're probably gonna have to be laying down to play it so i uh, i don't know that for sure because i've not tested it um but you're gonna need a bit of space i would imagine for that to work um so that's psvr worlds uh there's a whole ton of stuff and like I don't have time to go through everything we played like near enough 20 titles there um stuff like job simulator uh, which is good fun just kind of a wacky um, surgeon simulator type uh, game where rather than cutting people open you're filing tps reports in the office and drinking coffee and pouring water from the water cooler to, to gossip with workmates and stuff very dumb um chunky bright well let's say colorful i didn't want to say kiddie graphics um very minimal uh but a lot of fun um I think there were a couple of like real pleasant surprises that I played. There was one called uh, one game called Wayward Sky, which is uh, an adventure game. So rather than being a point and click, the you know it said a, a look and click adventure game, and that was uh, that was great. Like virtual reality is brilliant for adventure games. I've, I've just discovered. Um, you play a little girl called Bess, who is on. She's got a biplane and she's journeying with her father, and they crash onto this fork excuse me they crash onto this fortress and her father gets kidnapped by a giant robot and is flown away and you have to go in search for him and it's uh so you got vr on you've got um move controllers in your hands and it starts off with like a top-down view of the area that you're in and you point with the move controller and click it on an area where you want best to move to but then when she moves into an area that has um something interactive in it it kind of blinks in and blinks out and then you're first person and you're actually interacting with the world so it's this nice combo where you're moving from top down uh, watching her and just surveying the land as she moves through and then snapping to first person to say 
jump in a crane and move a lever so that you knock a container off a walkway so she can then move through it when you snap back to the third person um, the top down view and it's great and i asked the dev like why has he done that why hasn't he gone like down a witness route where you're always first person and he said you know he tried vr for for quite a while i think he started working on the samsung vr uh, kits and he had a real problem and it's a problem that other people have this is not an isolated incident where some games when you're in first person and you're doing a lot of movement in first person it can make you feel queasy there is definitely games where um, it can mess with your mind and he found that and he wanted to make a game where uh, you stripped away that movement because he didn't want to have any motion sickness and it's a great system like it, it truly is there's um there are definitely games uh, in the past i've written in the mag that uh, e3 rigs uh, mechanized combat made me feel a bit sick after i've played it but th this is an awesome solution and just snapping into first person when you're stationary and snapping out so that you can look down on someone moving uh, you know it's not going to work for everything i'm not saying shooters should suddenly become this on, on virtual reality platforms um, but for the context of an adventure game um, it's great i could honestly spend about 45 minutes if not longer going through everything i played and talking about how great it was uh, i'm gonna just probably focus on one more uh, and if anyone has read the mag recently and probably listened to the the podcast a couple of weeks ago they'll probably know this game already and that's a game called thumper um thumper is a rhythm violence game uh, a bit like amplitude uh, but you play a little beetle going through a psychedelic world and fighting with a giant face in the distance by throwing musical waves at him um obviously ben you, you wrote the preview didn't you a couple of months ago for us uh, so you know how, how good Thumper is. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm a. I saw the VR announcement for that, and I think Thumper is going to be a truly magnificent experience when it's completely surrounding you and assorting your senses. Uh, and you know what? It truly is. So I played it all through um, the same demo that we've actually played, Ben, the the 16 level uh, run through of that early track, and it's just perfect. It's absolutely perfect for VR. Like truly magnificent um the game is already like super intense to play on a television set you have to whack the bass up so you really get the the vibrations of the sound uh, running through you but when you pull on a, a vr headset and actually experience it in virtual reality it just kicks up a notch um there's absolutely no issue of so i said before like first person movement and some things in vr can make some players um feel a bit queasy feel a bit i don't know sweaty or something there's none of that it's you just feel like you're surrounded by these vibrant colors this pulsating track that's twisting and turning through this world and you totally become one with the music um, i played res as well actually i played res um, not that event uh, the day before over uh, at the gdc show itself and sadly, I didn't get to try the haptic suit, so I couldn't have the full body res experience. But res is great. Like, res is really, really good in VR. And I said on the last podcast that that's the one I was most excited for. Uh, I'm going to scratch, scratch that now. Thumper is definitely the one I'm most excited for. Um, it just, I don't know, you, you, t you just become one with that soundtrack. And res, you're, you're looking at things to target them, and that works. It works a lot better than um, it sounds it sounds like oh if you're looking at everything and then hit an X to shoot it could be a bit dodgy it could be a bit tiring on the neck i didn't find that at all but thumper 
there's no real benefit of playing in VR because you're not looking at other things. You, you know, if you twist your head, you're just seeing colours off the side of the track. But it's about that immersion. And you know what? Not every VR experience has to be something where you look behind you to find something or you look above and there's something up there, there's something hidden, whatever. Thumper doesn't really concern itself with that stuff. It's just an exceptional game that, you know, drags you in when you're just playing on a telly. But if you can lock out everything else and just put on a VR headset and dive wholly into that world, it becomes an even better game. There's one other game, actually, I should give a shout-out to that I forgot to mention. That's a game called Tumble VR. Now, Tumble is a game that came out on PS3. It was um, one of the few like really standout move games. Uh, like Jenga, I guess, you're, you're stacking blocks to get to certain heights or bridging gaps and stuff. It works really well in VR um, when you're, like, peering around blocks to, to build them up to a certain height. Uh, you, you pick things up with... Uh, the DualShock 4, and then when you pull it in close to the headset, uh, on the touchpad, so you've got, a, you've got a, a virtual DualShock 4 that's in the world, and on the touchpad of this virtual DualShock, uh, it tells you like what the material is that any given block is um, made out of, and you can swipe the touchpad in real life, and it will swipe through like the properties in the games. It will tell you uh, the, the properties, um, like so if it's glass, uh, you swipe once, it will say, oh, it's slippery, um, and you swipe again, it will tell you the weights, you've got this really good information to help you stack these blocks in the right way, so that you know you're not going to build a big tower that's going to fall over because you've done it wrong, and you've, you know, s supported the bottom with a bit of hay rather than steel or something. Um, and in virtual reality, uh, so you're looking around you to pick up these blocks, but they're also going to be hidden blocks in the world so you can grab those and use them in the puzzles and if you find all the hidden blocks you unlock more stuff um so so that's a that's a shout out to to a relatively obscure i guess ps3 game given how many people you know familiar with it and played it uh, that works supremely well in vr as well and something that people should definitely be on the lookout for when it comes to ps4 and psvr so that's a um rather wide and uh, definitely a lot of variety in that selection of games to check out there now matt before we let you go one final question how far did you get in the tower world championships we don't need to worry about this ben we don't need to talk about it um <laughs> hey i won i won a couple of rounds um and i lost uh, so i sadly was not in the final uh, not even close but it was good it's oh my word like there were some strong tower players here uh, it was really cool like playing with the dev community um, watching some of them play, played some people from PlayStation, beat some people from PlayStation. I also lost to someone from PlayStation. But uh, hey, if I'm going up against the developers, uh, I, I could be pretty proud. The one thing that re really surprised me about the Towerfall World Championships though was that it was all one-on-one. -on -one. I was expecting like uh, you know four-player, last man standing person to be the last one standing is the one who goes through because that's the way that we play in the office uh, and i think i would have been fine with that my one-on-one -on -one game is not as strong as my one-on-three game as weird as that might sound um so i think that threw me but hey it's good and oh my word like, we think in the office we're pretty competent and we've got some skills no like honestly like the the things that people were pulling off was just quite insane um hyper jumping everywhere it's like oh well this is something i've done like five times in the office before and everyone like it blew their minds but literally like the first game straight out the gate someone did it. it's like hey this is cool um 
so I felt quite at home there to be honest albeit like quite low down the rung uh, and they had eight player towerfall not on PlayStation sadly it was a, a PC setup but I played some eight player towerfall um that's cool it's really weird like it, it was on a massive projector and uh, towerfall works very well in eight player mode but because the screen is so big um, you find yourself rather than assessing an entire screen at once which you can do on ps4 you can do when you've got four players you kind of almost focus on quadrants of the screen so you can understand what's going on within your quadrant but it's you can't really keep track of what's going if you're in the bottom right quadrant you can't really keep track of what's going in the top left just because the distance your eyes can't make that connection so if someone like fires an arrow through the wall on the left and it comes out through the right you might not be prepared unless you are looking out for it just before it hits you to then dash into it um, but it's good it's, it's exciting i uh, i want to play more eight player towerfall um I don't think he's coming to PS4. Fingers crossed. I don't think he will. <laughs> um, but hey, maybe we can badger Matt, Matt Thorson to make it happen. So it wouldn't be a podcast without us tackling a couple of reader questions. It is a mini-sode, so therefore it's a mini-reader question segment. Uh, first up is Josh McKenna on Twitter with at Josh McKenna 28. And he asks us, what upcoming games would you want to see on VR and which ones do you think will get VR compatibility? Jen? <laughs> you're looking at me with a little twinkle in your eye. I already know <laughs> what game you're going to say, but get over and done with. Yeah, I mean, and we had a question about this as well uh, from a reader as well that we've got written down. And it is, will No Man's Sky come to VR? And I am desperately hoping it's, it will. Um, because that would just be... I think if No Man's Sky came to VR, it would be a must-buy for me. I mean, I'm I'm already flirting with the uh, the old pre-order button on game, but um, I think it would just be phenomenal. And everyone wants that, right? Because it's a game primarily about exploration and and and, and trying to find something that looks amazing and 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 being um, just a very small person in a huge, huge, huge procedurally generated universe that has the potential to kind of absolutely boggle your mind right and I think actually being in there like feeling like you're looking out on on these incredible planets with uh, like life you've never seen before and and there's the the chance that stuff will be hostile and come after you and kind of that sense of dread and awe and wonder like it's perfect for VR, right? Um, and I didn't actually get a chance to ask the developers about this uh, when I went to the studio. Um, but I think other people have, and they've kind of said, well, we're not entirely sure. We're not entirely sure what we're doing. Um, but as you guys uh, will have read in, in the mag, um, they're very open to kind of taking the game to further, like further and further into different places in the future. What with, they talked about kind of seeds and being able to visit people's planets kind of eventually once everyone's done their own exploring uh, and kind of adding in new modes and stuff so i think we've got to see a vr mode um i it would it would be incredible it would be absolutely incredible um but what about you what about you what 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 kind of game would you love to see that you'd be like oh this this is made for me in vr honestly love to see a fifa game in would vr you? yeah because why why, Ben? <laughs> I don't think in terms, of, in terms of playing a football game, I'm not sure it would offer a great deal. But the the fact that I could walk out onto Goodison and actually come up through the tunnel, 
and then could look around, could take it in, maybe have a crowd and actually get that atmosphere. Something like that would really appeal to me. Something which I could get the sensation of being there on a Merseyside derby when the crowd erupts as Zed cars come on <laughs> and you can t- tilt your head, look at the like lower Gladys, lower Gladys Street and turn back and see the park end. That to me, like, that's just something that... FIFA captures um, the look of football is sometimes not quite the sort of um, atmosphere of it. Where I think in something VR that they can do that, you can really get a sense of being there. Um, you probably wouldn't get like for forty or thousand people chanting, but you know a simulation of that would be great. I think that would be an amazing idea. I hadn't even thought of that. But like football games, right? It's all about going and being in the atmosphere in the crowd. I th- like as a mode in like FIFA seventeen or whatever. How amazing would that be? Yeah, there's um like you can never quite like the FIFA games never quite capture that match day atmosphere, and it's something they desperately strive for. They do a good job of like hooking you in with various other bits and bobs, but when you sit down and you want to play a Merseyside derby, you want to feel like you're fully invested in what happens rather than 12 pixels are going at it on the screen. Oh, that's a great idea. I mean, and no one's uh, no one's more invested than you in Rocket League. How do well, you think how do you think Rocket League could work in VR? Do, would you want to see any sort of mode in Rocket League where like a spectator mode, like the same sort of thing? Would it work? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I love, like, yeah. as the OPM Rocket League spokesperson, I believe it's my duty to always mention Rocket League. Just crowbar it online. Yeah. Uh, but I, as we said in the last podcast, in VR, it could possibly be all over the shop where your car is barreling. Oh, yeah, um, no, but like like, like you were talking about with FIFA, like what if you were able to like be in the stands? So then you could have like 16-player Rocket League where there's like, what, six players on the pitch and then you've got like your mates like in the stands and then you could you like use the chat feature but it would be like a spectator thing. Like you could have signs or something. No, nah, I would... won't be playing it. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. I'd cheer you on from the sidelines of the big... Team Benefer sign. <laughs> it would it would it would definitely say what a save. <laughs> what a save when you've conceded. <laughs> no, it yeah, I mean, again, maybe VR is as perfect is perfect for making spectator mode much more than mm. it is. Yeah, no, I think I think there's certain games, definitely, like exploration games and, and perhaps even shooters where we're gonna sort of test the limits of like how it can really work. But I think it's so important for for developers to think about specific modes that will work with VR rather than trying to cram like experiences into the tech. I think it's definitely going to be a process of kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't and moulding it in, and I'm so excited for that. Uh, another thing that Dirk Black asks us about uh-huh. VR is, he's also at Dirk Black on Twitter. Hey, Dirk. Will it play movies and eventually 3D movies? So this is a very, very easy question. Yeah. Well, I, I believe Dirk, Dirk the, uh, Dirk the prophetic, as I will <laughs> now refer to him, <laughs> actually tweeted us, uh, this before the uh, the uh, sort of keynote speech. So, yeah, very impressive. You nailed it because they have announced that you will basically be able to use it as a gaming monitor uh, and and to watch movies and Netflix uh, and, and to play normal PS4 games uh, using it as a screen, which means, like, loads of us, you know, if you've got a partner and they're, like, I don't know, watching some sort of football game or something on one telly you just pop your headset on you'll be able to play some uncharted 4 or something in vr so yeah as a second screen experience that would be quite uh fascinating to see how it works i'd imagine that if you're sitting on the sofa and your significant other turns around they see you doing this <laughs> um 
Oh, that's horrible audio. <laughs> yeah, enjoy, enjoy that one, Rio. It's the smooth sounds of Ben Tyra. <laughs> I, I did say C and I realised I'm a podcast, so I had to uh, <laughs> make, a, make, a, make a grand noise. Oh, but you're totally right, right? Because like, you do just look like a little bit of a mentalist with one on. Like I've already seen like loads of vines of like couples where like the one of them is like shooting a gun or something in VR and just, like looking around going oh with the headset on and the other the other the other half is kind of just staring into the camera like they're on the office like nonplussed yeah, yeah i think it's going to be pretty magical taking a taking being antisocial to a whole new hilarious level so yeah no i'd be i'd be very excited to see how movies look that up close mm. because um i'm a huge i'm a huge film fan and movies like um, or anything shot by Roger Deakins would be ooh, would look very hot when you've got grand vistas like surrounding everywhere you look. They also said as well that if you've got um, movie files that are um, actually filmed for VR, uh, you can actually put, play that via the media player and you'll be able to look on PSVR and turn around. Uh, see, and this is what I was going to ask you. I didn't know if it was a dumb question, but I was like... I was thinking, does yeah, does that mean that movies might like three D, like Dirk says, be shot in such a way where it, it will sort of be interactive and you will sort of be able to sort of maybe maybe to a, a, a sensible extent, but to sort of peek round corners and stuff. There are definitely VR movies at the moment, and it would be fascinating to see how uh, something like PSVR, which as we already said, is the cheapest option. Mm. You know, this is going to be the easiest way to get into VR. And it, seeing how filmmakers might use that, uh, it'll be great to see the PlayStation Store actually put up some of those more experimental VR movies. Because, again, like, for both games and films, it certainly gives us something we, have, we haven't had this sort of um, exciting leap forward for quite some time. I think the last one will probably be online gaming and or the Wiimote mm. uh, and now we have got something where it's like there's gonna be a whole new way to experience stuff and I think that's what makes VR so exciting that realm of possibilities that we haven't even been able to consider yet definitely and you mentioned the price again and I think really that's sort of the biggest thing I took away because I was I was actively shocked when they said 349 and like I'm, I mean I know that there's kind of like peripheral stuff like you definitely need the camera like you said probably going to want the move controllers because they're going to be compatible with a lot of stuff that's coming out um, but just as a base price and then even with those on like it's such it's so more accessible than the competitors and I, I was I was shocked I don't know how they're going to manage that I don't know whether there's going to be any sort of like compromise like tech wise but like I mean from what Matt's kind of told us about it so far um, I, th I think it's going to be like a real quality experience that like so many people are going to get in on. And I think it's going to be a real key, like you say, in kind of like pushing forward like, new movies, new types of games. And like, I just can't believe I'm, I'm so happy that they're making it so accessible to everyone. And, and they've, they've clearly worked incredibly hard on the price point. Relatively accessible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, so it's more expensive than a console, right? Which is like still a tricky thing to afford. Like, so you can get kind of a, a, a PS4 for like £299 now, maybe? Yeah, around that mark. Yeah. And then and maybe you'll get a game with it as well. Um, but yeah, I think perhaps in the next sort of six months to a year, when you start maybe getting a game bundled with the, with the main headset, maybe, um, it's it's going to be incredibly good value like just comparatively and i think on its own as an experience as if you're going to be an early adopter and you're going to be 
one of the people kind of helping spearhead the campaign for VR to to kind of do new things like that it couldn't have they couldn't have kind of marked that better in my opinion um which is really good but yeah like I say I I, I don't know I'm, I'm still I'm still I'm like trying to force myself to press the button but I'm not sure quite yet because it's like so much exciting stuff coming out like even in that bundle you were talking about but there's so much more I want to see as well so oh I, I don't know when I'm going to jump on board the train but I well, most definitely to, am you need to save uh... <laughs> You need to save money for those body pillows you keep wanting to buy. Well, yeah, but the body pillows are such such a bargain, you know, and I need my Senran Kagura body pillow. <laughs> There's absolutely no way we can end this podcast on a worse note. And I think... <laughs> hey, Senran Kagura and VR, Ben. It's, it's the way. I think School Lesson is coming out, isn't it? From uh, uh, which, which looks to be uh, sort of going to scratch my anime itch, my anime waifu itch. But <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be hugging my body pillow in VR. Uh, and it'll feel so good and right and real. F- from what we can see so far, like very little downside. Um, I, th- I think they've knocked it out of the park. Um, and I'd love to hear kind of more thoughts on everyone listening from the podcast and kind of how you're feeling about the price, whether you're going to go immediately for the pre-order, whether you're not quite sure yet. Um, yeah, like tell us what you think on Twitter. Um, get in touch on the OPM account. That's uh, OPM underscore UK, which we're both on a lot. Uh, send us in your thoughts and reactions for the next podcast, um, which will be out in two weeks today, because this is definitely coming out on the Friday. Yeah. Uh, you might not be listening to it on the Friday. So if not, two weeks from that Friday, you'll get some more Audible goodness. Yes. And uh, if you're if you're loving the Audible goodness, uh, then get some readable goodness in the new mag, which is coming out the 12th of April. Yes. I believe. Um, it's looking extremely excited. It's our Uncharted special. There's not a lot we can talk about that's in it. But my word, if you thought the No Man's Skyish was good, <laughs> which it was. We have got some lovely, lovely Uncharted sort of uh, features going on in the mag. Yeah, no, it's uh, not only Uncharted, though. We also have, we'll have a fuller roundup of the PSVR news from uh, GDC. We'll also be reviewing some games, one of which is The Division. It is, it is. We're reviewing The Division. Uh, Yeah, and uh, as you've said, Matt's at GDC. Hello, Matt. We've heard from him a little earlier on, and uh, he'll be kind of uh, condensing all those lovely thoughts about VR and all the other stuff we've seen at GDC uh, in our lead news story. So, um, yeah, get excited about that. I'm sure he'll have some great experiences to tell us about. So, yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Uh, Get in touch, as we say, and uh, we'll we'll be chatting to you later. So, cheers, guys.